From the Mecca of Mormonism, Salt Lake City, Utah, this is Heart of the Matter Long. I'm your host, Sean McCraney. Let's begin with a word of prayer, Father. We seek you in spirit and truth. Bless people who are looking to uh, have you without uh, any obfuscation of men, add any influence of men in their walk, but just your spirit and your word. We just pray that you will enlighten us and help us in our walk. Bless Seth and, and uh, Wendy as they get this program out. Uh, and uh, anybody who may be watching it live or uh, recorded or in the archives, we just pray for these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So imagine a society where knives and swords are commonplace, kind of like the 13th century, uh, well before guns are made and knives and swords are the weapon. In a society like this, we could probably take it and break people up into two major groups. The first group would be those who use their knives and swords responsibly and in a good way. Uh, in their case, the shark, shark, the sharp instruments would be uh, used to protect them and, uh, and other innocents who are being attacked, perhaps. They would be used to uh, open uh, 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 things and then to chop wood and, and cut through food and whatever else you use knives and swords for. So in that case, swords and knives in the right hands would be of tremendous benefit to people who are in their right minds. But the second group of people in a sword-wielding society would be those who are not in their right minds. And these would use the swords and knives in all the above ways, but they would also include using the swords or knives to attack people and to harm them and to kill them and to rob them and rape them and destroy their property with the swords and knives. <clears throat> it's a pretty simple example, but it's effective in teaching the point tonight. And that point is, in my opinion, the point should become the standard of the Christian faith beginning today and from here on out. Not because I've come up with it. It just makes the most sense. What is this point? That instead of seeing the Bible as a holy thing in and of itself, that this is a thing in and of itself that is holy, 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 wherever it is, it's holy, that we ought to begin to see the Bible to define it and value it based on who's reading it. Traditionally, we've taken the Bible, held it up with both hands and say, look at the holy thing. Don't let the holy thing touch the ground. I suggest that this is akin to holding up a sword or a knife and saying the same thing. See, the established approach by the reformers has led to some really unfortunate results. And it's all because they have taken an inanimate object and they have given it far more power than the inanimate object deserves. Of course, we have to remind ourselves that the Bible, I think, in the right hands is the greatest material gift Christians have on earth today, just like swords were a great material uh, gift to people in the 13th century. And fire has been a great material gift to the world for many millennia. But like a sword and like fire, these items in and of themselves, the Bible, are neither good nor evil as they sit there alone, but it's dependent upon the person using them. 
In other words, the Bible has zero intrinsic value without the input and use of, a, of an individual and person. Think about a country where a king and all of his consort will rise up and they'll stand above their constituents and they'll hold a sword and they'll say, sword alone. That's their motto. That's their creed. By the sword alone. The result of that stance would be a community of people who did good things and bad things with the sword alone. Because the sword is the item worshipped. And it is held in adoration as the thing that they look to. Think about a nation where the people are taught to use fire as their go-to for every problem, every thought, every act, solving everything, fire, 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 right? We can readily see that the results of that approach would be good for sanitizing things, for clearing fields, for keeping people warm, for cooking food, and bad when it's used for torture and for arson and other things like that. What we don't realize is that the Protestant reformers made a similar mistake when they took the Bible, written words in ink and on paper, held it up and screamed sola scriptura. That was a similar mistake. They made the Bible a holy thing unto itself. And this perspective has to change for the Christian faith and Christians to thrive in the coming decades and centuries because crying sola scriptura, the Bible was made the thing, the Bible was made the thing and not the person using it. It was given honor, it was given power, it was given authority equal to God. That thing, this, this thing, was given a, a, a authority equal to God. Forget about the person who's reading it, translating it, uh, understanding it, applying it, and teaching it. They don't even play a part in it. They made this thing separate from the person applying it, and it was uh, seen as having this power. Under it, the masses have huddled. Uh, with it, men have attacked and killed. And by it, they have divided from each other in the body forever and ever. That thing in itself. The Bible is only as good and as valuable, as bad and as evil as the individual holding it in their hands. If someone says to me, what translation of the Bible do you trust? I trust the Bible that's in the hands of a person who has the spirit with them. Spirit of God and the fruit of that spirit which abides. I, I think we should get rid of what, what Bible, you know, ESV and NIV and King James. Forget all that. What Bible do you look? I say the Bible is only as reliable as the person holding it. It's the individual that gives a sword, fire, and the Bible the reputation and not the sword, the fire, and the Bible standing alone in and of themselves. They have no intrinsic value. When Joseph Smith of Mormonism, he stated something, and regretfully, there's some truth to it. He said, we believe the Bible as far as it's translated correctly. What he meant is not what, how I'm using it, but, um, and that led Joseph Smith to create another book for people to trust, unfortunately. But in some ways, Smith is right. I trust the Bible insofar as the person reading it. 
You know, if you give the Bible to Adolf Hitler, I don't trust that Bible, what he says about it and how he teaches it. I don't trust it in the hands of the Westboro Baptists. That Bible means nothing to me in the hands of a Westboro Baptist, right? But in the, in, in the hands of a person who loves the Lord and seeks to walk in truth and spirit and love, I love whatever Bible they're reading. That's the switch that we, we should have as believers instead of this thing in of itself like we have with the sword or with fire. Fire. I don't believe that the Bible read by Jim Jones, I don't believe in the Bible that was uh, read and, and taught by David Koresh or, or Joseph Smith. The Bible in the hands of those men has very little value. When the Bible is in the hands of an ardent five-point Calvinist, I don't trust that Bible in the least. I wouldn't even listen to it being taught because it's in the hands of somebody who is using it badly, using it to cause harm. Therefore, that translation means nothing to me. It can be a pretty darn frightening tool. So this view, ubiquitous as it is, that this thing in of itself is just, you know, you know, is just holy. I get my authority from this. It, it's, it's really uh, a big problem that the reformers made. I look for the day when Christians, when asked about the Bible, will say something like, I think the Bible is one of the greatest gifts that God has given to humanity when it's in the right hands. I also think it can be the greatest curse when it's in the wrong hands. I think that's the way Christians should explain the Bible. This attitude will help remove the Bible from being a thing in of itself and a thing that someone sees as equal to God and will take it from that place of idolatry, which it can become, and place it firmly where it belongs, like a valuable tool, like fire or like a sword. The Bible has been used in the wrong hands to promote slavery, justify slavery, to promote and justify polygamy, to justify beating of women and uh, children, uh, warfare, incest, animal abuse, all sorts of things. The Bible has been used to prove it's okay. So, I mean, people have used the Bible to create uh, a God who tortures people forever and ever and ever, who have done nothing different than anybody else. He just made them and he wants to torture them from his good pleasure. There are people who take that Bible and they, from their understanding of it, create a God like that. That's not a Bible I trust. Similarly, we've had the Bible used to promote great agape love, to cause people's lives to change and to help them understand who the true and living God is, to express kindness and forgiveness toward enemies and neighbors. And people have read from it who used to hate and now have moved to love by its messages. I trust the Bible in the hands of such. So these results are not because of the Bible sitting there by itself. They are the results of the person reading it. Forget Sola Scriptura. It's been a fail from the start. It's a form of idolatry. Forget uh, 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 as far as it's translated correctly. Forget looking into the, the written law of the words as the thing that has authority over us when it's the spirit that's primary. The word is secondary and it's read, it has to be read by the spirit. Let's start telling people, especially ourselves, that the value of the Bible is completely and totally determined by the person reading it. This will go a long way to help dissolving many of the problems created when men decided to take that Bible and make it a thing unto itself instead of a tool 
that can be used by individuals to discern truth and error. Write your comments below. We may get to them someday. You never know here on Heart of the Matter.